Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Cinemax Podcast, the show where we take different movies every week and find different ways to debate and rate them. My name is Cal Altimus, and joining me as he does every week, looking very dapper this time in his uh, tuxedo shirt, is Mr. Nathan Hanna. First of all, when did you get that shirt? Was that James Bond? First of all, first of all, Nathan Sacco Hanna. Oh, shit, I forgot this time. I was doing so well with that as well. Sorry, Grayson. You have been doing really well with it. And when do, do you know, I wish it was for Bond, but I actually had it a lot longer than before that. Oh, really? I, I, bought it. I can't remember what I bought. I, thought I bought it for something weight-related to dress up. But... I bought one of them for Bond because everyone was in the tuxedo thing and I just bought one of them as well. So I thought that's where it was from. Oh, so basically what you're saying is you've got one of these. We could have done a Step Brothers matching theme on the episode and you just didn't wear your tuxedo T-shirt. I'll be honest, whenever I buy like special like outfits for work, the minute I'm done wearing them, I never see them again. Yeah. That Hulk Hogan costume from last year is just gone. <laughs> and it happens every time I do fancy dress. I have no idea what happens to the stuff. It just vanishes. Like Ellen probably bins it without telling me. Probably. I've wasted a fortune on fancy dress outfits over the years for work. <laughs> um, second of all, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. I've finally been to the cinema this week. Like, I've not been to the cinema, well, other than to work, I've not been to the cinema to watch something since The Creator, which was before I went and got married. So, finally been. What did you go to watch? Uh, on Thursday, I watched the Welcome to the Darkness, the documentary about the band The Darkness, because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a massive fan. And that was really, that was really, really good. Hilarious. And then I watched The Marvels on um, Friday morning in the IMAX. How was that? I actually really enjoyed it. It's villains a bit forgettable, but um, just a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's um, it's interesting you see some of the reviews are really good, but the majority of people online who haven't seen it are determined to tell you how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Whenever there's a female-led movie, usually. Yeah, pretty much. But no, just a, just a lot of fun. Love the three main characters. I mean, I don't think it's as important as they made it out to be, but yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. I still need to watch it, but I haven't missed really? it. Do you know what? I realize I never ask how you are. You never do because you don't care, whereas I really care. That's the difference between us. <laughs> I I always like to check in, make sure you're doing all right. No, you're okay. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm lovely. Fresh trim, fresh haircut, looking the part. Sensei, a mini breakfast club t shirt, which is still my favorite thing I've ever bought, I think. Um, I've been joined by three Christmas decorations. We're loving it. Yeah, I'm all right. I haven't been to the cinema in a while. I think I went recently to watch The Killer before it went on to Netflix, but before then, I can't remember the last time I went. It might have been Kills of the Flower Moon because I've been so busy, I've hardly gone myself. But I need to go watch Marvels then. It feels like ages when you're so used to going to like once or twice a week. Then yeah, I used to go all the time. If you don't go for a couple of weeks, it's like, oh God, I've not seen a new film in ages. It does. It feels like you're behind. But then I keep going on like, like the um, cinema apps stuff to see what times things are on. And I'm like, oh, it, it, it's still the same stuff it was two weeks ago. Like, I'm, I'm still waiting for new stuff. I have still not seen Killers of the Flower Moon. And I really want to go see it, but I just don't have a chance. That was a special movie. And it's a long one, but it, I really enjoyed that. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, I definitely recommend watching it in the cinema. I'm glad I watched The Killer in the cinema as well, because it's obviously on Netflix now, but I went to watch that on the big screen that day. It was fucking awesome. I loved it so much. So I'm glad I got to do that. Um, but yeah, we might as well crack on then. We've got a, a great episode this week with two... We, hope, not, we don't know yet. We're hoping it's a great episode. 
Where we no, just I'm telling you, this is a great episode. Because <laughs> we've got two fucking awesome movies, in my opinion. Uh, we're back with another Cinemax showdown, and we are pitting two Will Ferrell classics, if I do say so, in... I was, I was. I know we're not announced. I mean, we have we have announced what it is. We don't two Will Ferrell plans. I like we, we talked about it last week and we're like, oh, what other Will Ferrell movie? And somehow we landed on Blades of Glory and not fucking Anchorman. Yeah, but it's because Anchorman's more of an ensemble thing, isn't it? We wanted to do something where it's two leads. You've got we're, so we're doing Step Brothers, which is obviously Will Ferrell and John C. McGinley playing um, the two middle-aged Step Brothers. And we're doing it against Blades of Glory, which is Will Ferrell again and John Heater playing the ice skaters because it just felt like it more matched up well because it was the two mains and stuff and they had villains and stuff like that. But um, yeah, we knew we wanted to do Step Brothers. Yeah, we did Eurovision because I would have just ten, tens across the board for Eurovision. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. We need to find something we can do against that because it's quite unique. Eurovision. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> the blasphemy when we vote Eurovision across the board against the film that won Oscars. Because <laughs> I fucking wouldn't. All, only one of them's got Rachel McAdams, put it that way. That's very true. Love of my life. Um, but yeah, we're doing Step Brothers. One of, I'd say, the most popular comedies of the last like 20 years, I think. And we're doing it against Blades of Glory, which is another really good Will Ferrell film, in my opinion, that I don't think is... It's gone yeah. a bit underrated, I think, over the years. But... For my money, I think they're both really funny. And I've, I'll i tell you now, I, as a teenager, I watched both of these films, like, repeatedly. Like, Back to the Future is probably the film I've watched the most, but these two can't be far off. Because when I was, like, 13, 14, it felt like me and my friends were just putting them on every weekend when one of us was staying at the other's house. And then when we were at school, we'd quote them all the time. Like, these were the movies that we just... you just There was a line for any situation, and we'd just use it all the time. Some of the Chaz Michael Michaels lines that I used just... Part, like belt out from Blades of Glory, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I watched these so many times, so I feel like I didn't even really need to do a rewatch this week. I did anyway, but I didn't. I don't feel like I needed to. Have you seen both of these a lot, or not as much? Step Brothers a lot, Blades of Glory a fair few times, but not as much as Step Brothers. So I did need to rewatch that. Uh, Step Brothers are probably quoted more than Blades of Glory, but there's uh, there's one particular quote in Blades of Glory that fucking. Crease. It's a small quote that most people don't catch. Fucking creases me every time. And it's the first time, the first time for the first week in like God knows how long I actually made notes of the quotes because fucking I was creasing. See, it's at the point now, I feel like I've watched that many times. I didn't make notes on the quotes because I think I know them all. Like I'm gonna just be quoted for fucking days. There's so many on both sides. But yeah, we're doing a showdown. I realized. That, um, every week when we do these, I don't bother to explain what it is again in case anyone's just watching and didn't watch the first episode when I actually explained. So I might as well just run through how it works. So yeah, we're not doing that anymore. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, but yes, yeah, so what what we do with the showdowns, we take the two movies against each other, and we've got ten different categories where we rate them out of ten. So what we, what that mean kind of out of ten anyway. What I mean yeah. by that is it's a bit like boxing and like MMA where as we score them as rounds, so the winner always gets a ten and the loser gets a nine if it's close, an eight if it's one sided, or was there a ten seven once on your side? Yeah, which there was. It's a fucking landslide. Draws are what, 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 so you can do ten ten. I can't remember what you ten seven, but you did something. Let me check my note. I'll see if I've got it written down. Yeah, because that was that was historic. I mean, that's the only one we've had so far. But yeah, we do we do um, occasionally have 10-10s, but not too often. 
unless you're Nathan who pulled out two last week and swung his own, um, <laughs> did himself date with his own film. But yeah, that's essentially it. Just thought I'd quickly run through it again because I haven't mentioned it in a while and people might actually not have a fucking clue what we're talking about. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I definitely did it off the cuff, which means that, because I'm looking at my notes for the past couple of weeks, which means that at one point I went 10-9 and then changed it to a 10-8 and then went, fuck it, 10-7, because I can't find it. Yeah, it was it was quite a, a historic moment. I still think the best thing that's ever happened on this show was last week when you changed your score in the final category right at the end and it meant your favourite film didn't win. I think you should go fuck yourself. Because it was written by two until you changed it. That is fucking glorious. Uh... But yeah, we might as well get started then. Um, as I said, just to explain the rules. So start the starting category we're going to go with is the best story. So in terms of the story throughout both movies, I'll quickly run through them now. We've got in Step Brothers, it's essentially just two middle-aged men that live at home with the single parents. And when the parents get married... They eventually collide. They start off as enemies. They become friends. They eventually become enemies again. Then they become friends again. But it's just essentially the story is just like the hijinks to get up to living in this house as these fucking like 40-year-old losers um, and their attempts to make something of themselves through some global empire that they plan on building. Um, and you compare that to the Blades of Glory story, which I feel is a little bit more driven with the sense that it's about two male ice skaters, figure skaters, should I say, uh, to be specific, who after both after um, tying for the gold medal at, I think, the Winter Games, end up scrapping and getting banned from singles figure skating for life, and then years later figure out some loophole that they can actually compete in uh, pairs figure skating and through ridiculous means end up teaming up together and becoming friends and going through all that and eventually competing at the Winter Games four years after the one at the the last instalment. Um, I'll let you go first this week. Which story did you prefer? I think it's hard because they're very fucking great. That's the that's the problem with this film. They're very fucking great. But I went ten nine in favour of Blades of Glory because it's actually got a story. Like you said, I think uh, Step Brothers is great, but it really is. It's not a film about wanting to tell a story, really. It's a film about let's let's just do as many ridiculous things as possible and string it together somewhat, co- somewhat coherently. Because um, there's a bit like they start off as man children and then they become family and hate, like you say, hate each other, become friends. And then it's just like excuses to become, to do stupid things and have like funny moments, which is great for a comedy, I suppose. Um, but the the growing like I think the point of the story is that they learn to grow up, but then learn to be themselves, and even that's just kind of like just feels like it's thrown in just so you can have some more moments rather than uh, a strong story. I do love it, but it I just Blades of Glory story is uh, great. I, I love it. I like the uh, the fact that Jimmy uh, McElroy is adopted as a uh, as a child and grown into this pro athlete and then dropped and then he has to learn to work with his enemy and de- like dealing with love with uh, Pam from the office and who by the way has never looked hotter yeah that's fucking true. unbelievable in this film ironically for an ice skating film hot uh, <laughs> um I mean neither of the stories are overly strong I think the story isn't like 
what drives the film, but Blades of Glory definitely has more of a story than um, Step Brothers, so that's why I went in favour of Blades of Glory. Yeah, I completely agree. I did the same. I went 10-9 in favour of Blades of Glory because, like you touched on, the Step Brothers, while it's hilarious, it is just like one comedy sequence after another. Just It's like just bunch of skits essentially there's no real storytelling like told all the way through it is nice to watch them like grow up towards the end but other than that there doesn't really seem to be much going on whereas blades of glory they, the way they start out as enemies and they come together and they have to <laughs> learn to work together as they train for these games and train to do the uh the iron lotus um they have like the, the the moments where they fall out and then they come back together and have the triumphant performance at the end the story just it feels a bit more focused um they are both great and like you said it's not really the stories that make these movies special but i just think in terms of what they offer blades really does just pip it for me um it's close though because like we said neither of them are, it's not exactly fucking citizen kane but they're just fucking hilarious. Yeah, I mean, the, the story for Blaze of Glory is literally like every comedy at that time. Um, it was trying, it was getting two actors who were hilarious together. Like this was after just after like Napoleon Dynamite and Will Ferrell was still probably, I think it was just riding high off of like Anchorman and everything. So it was literally just taking the two biggest films, comedy films at that time and putting the, the leads together and seeing what we got. And what we got is fucking gold. But I think, do you know what? I think if you look at it without rose-tinted glasses that like I do, and we both do, it's not a great film, is it? No. No. <laughs> it's not. It's funny, but it's no fucking work of art. No. Um, let's move on then. <laughs> that's it now without pausing um, we'll touch on the, the best openings for both movies then they're very very different and again it feels like the Blades of Glory one is a lot more focused um, so the Step Brothers opening is essentially just it's the story of how the parents met it um, gives you an insight into the lives that both brothers live and it kind of quickly takes you through their romance like really quickly we see the mum and dad meeting at the conference when he accidentally says he wants to stick his head between her breasts or something like that. Can't remember the exact words. Fucking dirty bastard. Um, <laughs> and then when they tell each other about their 40 year old sons at home and then it leads to the wedding um, and you kind of just get that. It's like an introduction to the characters and you see how much of a fucking pair of silly bastards both sons are. And you just know like they are just the worst examples of human beings. Um, and it essentially just all leads up to the moment when the Nancy and Brendan move in with um, Robert and Dale at the house and it, and it kind of, I'd say the opening is all the way up until the moment when they're standing on the grass introducing yeah. themselves and it comes up with the stepbrothers whereas the Blades of Glory opening is again, it's kind of like an introduction to the characters, we see the little fucking awesome montages by the way, for Jimmy McElroy uh, skating his little orphan awesome and uh, Charles Michael Michaels, the ice devouring sex tornado. And we get like just that brief like background on their characters, as well as I'd say that whole first performance and the gold in their counts would I'd class that as the opening. So we get the uh, the two dances and um, the eventual scuffle and then being banned from figure skating. So, in terms of the openings, I went 10 9 in favor of Blades of Glory again because. Yeah. I do like the, the Step Brothers opening. I think it's quite funny. And like I said, you immediately see what sort of characters they are. And I love the scene with Dale and um, 
his dad when he's talking about his chest pews and his ball throw. <laughs> like, I love that stuff. Or, or when, um, and I don't want to touch on too many quotes. I feel like I'm just going to get into the quotes. We're going to get through so many quotes. Yeah, I, I love it all. I think it's great and I think it's really funny. But the um, the way in Blades of Glory, where it's obviously a piss take, but they pretend to t- take figure skating so seriously. Like the stuff with Jimmy McElroy as a child on the ice. Like at the orphanage, then it transitions into him at the games, and you have that showdown, and we get those two, three, should I say, unbelievable montages of Jimmy, Chaz, and um, the Van Waldenbergs. Like some of that stuff is just fucking awesome. Like the the entire Chaz Michael Michaels like video package is just fucking comedy gold. I think like the stuff with the when he wrote his own poems. And uh, he skated on the underground skating scene. Like, it's just fucking absurd. It's absurd, but I think it's so funny. And I think, like I said, it also feels like it's more of a, like, they really get into the story immediately with the showdown on the ice and having the commentators commentate on the fight. And he's like, when he's talking about the perfect headbutt and stuff, I think it's fucking brilliant. So I went 10-9 again in favour of Blades of Glory. I disagree. The first disagreement of the... Of the episode, I prefer the Step Brothers, so I went 10 knife Step Brothers just because I just find it so much more fucking funny. I the the bit like you said, where it's interchanged between uh Dale and his dad and uh Brendan and his mum in the, like in the car and it keeps switching between the two fucking every single time. Gets when he says, Um, I'm not gonna, it's it's one of the, the quieter lines where he's like, I'm not gonna call him dad, and like, fucking even if there's a fire. And what's the bit where, where Dale's talking about, like, like, what if I come in out of the shower? I'm looking good. And she's like... She drives like, by the wiener. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, all of it, like, and the whirlwind romance of um, Nancy and... Robert. Robert. Like, um, all great. Like you say, like, when he said, I just want to put my head between those breasts. And even, like, the, like, when she says my... As you all know, my other son couldn't be here because of an important uh, golf uh, fishing trip, I think, is it? But again, that treats it like really ridiculous. Like, why in your wedding speech would you announce that he'd been laid off from your job and he's coming (laughs) to live with you and all that kind of stuff? And um, I'd find it. And when, again, don't want to get too much into quotes, but it's like when Will Ferrell picks up the plane, he's like, I didn't ask for salmon. I said it four times. (laughs) It's <laughs> wedding this horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if I wish we'd watched this one a couple of months ago, so I could have soundbited that and uh, played it <laughs> at my own. Yeah. Um, but no, I just like it loads more. It has it. Oh, it opens with the um, him fucking making microwaving grated cheese on Doritos yeah. <laughs> and with a fucking massive bowl of chocolate, like oh, Nesquik Summit. And then um, um, Dale's dad leaves him the money for a takeaway and he says it's not enough. It's not that's not enough. No pay-per-view. I just think it sets up like, yeah, Blades of Glory sets up the story and whatever. But I think in terms of comedy, you can't be the one in Step Brothers and it gets you from the fucking it grabs you by the balls straight away and it don't let go. And no. grabs you by the wiener. Grabs you by the wiener. Uh, gets you uh, gets you and it's and then they get like it's such a I don't know, it just feels like such an indie moment in the film when they get out of the car and the music's playing, they're just stood staring at each other. It feels like proper indie movie, like such an indie movie shot and and then he's like, hey, you can call me you can call me Dragon. Yeah, he's like, well, you have to call me Nighthawk. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Uh, I love it. So yeah, ten nine to um, Stavros because it just fucking brilliant straight away. We're not yeah. gonna have any quotes left for the quote round. I'm, I bet you. I know. Yeah. So you know, to be fair, I think with this, for me, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Like I'm happy for either one. Like I think they're both just fucking awesome. Um, I think it was just those little montage, like those little video packages introducing it to the characters that took it over. Oh, yeah, I do like the montage. I like when he's fucking dancing and his arms go, and then you can see he's like, he's making himself look like a fucking bird. And and when um, Chaz Michael Michaels is uh, on the the ice, and it's like, um, Jimmy's just done like this really beautiful routine, and he's just on there doing like fucking thrusting. Yeah, like, like when women are throwing underwear at him and stuff. Going up to women and like, was it? Did he lick her face? Yeah, and they said like, Chaz. Something the commentator said something like, "Oh, this classic Chaz. He's not just here to put on a show. He's here to make love to the audience." <laughs> I think it's so funny, but yeah, I love the bit when um they get off the ice and they have the little stare down, and he's uh, Jimmy's like, "This is a quote that me and my friend used to say all the time." It's when Jimmy says, "Get out of my face." Chaz is like, "I'll get inside your face." <laughs> That's the line I have repeated. Probably about a million times, like in my life, it's so funny. But yeah, I think they're both great. So there's no real wrong answers there, and it's the same with the endings, which we'll talk about now. I think both endings are great. The stepbrothers one is at the fucking Catalina wine mixer, um, and it's kind of like everyone realizing what assholes they've been and how they've neglected that inner child. Like Robert's story with how he used to think he was a dinosaur is just fucking comedy gold. Derek kind of coming to coming to sen- his senses and like all of it's like remembering his oh. remembering his brother flying a car with him fucking gets me. It's it's just Adam Scott's reaction afterwards. It's so fucking over the top. Yeah. I love him. But I think what helps it as well is it's all played with um, Will Fell's character singing the um, the opera song. I think it's I'm just uh, yeah, singing the the song on the on the stage like and it's. It's just funny watching that like, all the different characters have epiphanies because of it. Like his therapist has that little like <laughs> the information about him, and everyone kind of just realizes like Dale and Brendan are fucking. Not, it's it's good that they've kind of kept a sense of that childhood in a certain way, um, and then we obviously see that little flash forward where they've built the fucking treehouse out of the boat, and then we've got the two back masks. And Brendan's isn't movie quality. <laughs> it's okay. The man's not movie quality. <laughs> And the therapist is like, Brendan, show, show where's the shit out of that mask or something like that. Um, and you compare that to the Blades of Glory ending, which is essentially just that final figure skating scene where they reunite at the end after Chaz Michael Michaels has been fucking underwater and comes out looking frozen and takes his thing off and he's completely fine. Um, and we get that that final ice skating scene to uh, Flash Flash Gordon, I think, is it? The, um, yeah, well, yeah, it's um, Queen. Yeah. And um, you get that whole scene where they finally do the the, um, the final like figure skating, and the Von Wallenbergs try one last time to get him, and they throw the the little pearl on the ice, and it cracks Chaz's foot, and they do the Iron Lotus, but have to switch places, which is great because she's like, after everything myself, pulls off all of the beads, but only throws one of them. I know, yeah. <laughs> Fucking cripples him perfectly. Well, yeah, it's good, good, good shot from her. To be fair, but yeah, that whole scene when. They have to switch the Iron Lotus and the coach bottles it and he's like, nah, don't do it, boys. And then they do it anyway. And you see the little, the skate just cut the little hair on his neck. Um, and they end up winning whereas while the Von Waldenbirds get arrested before doing a quick weird incest case, which came out of fucking nowhere. Um, do you remember Same Difference? 
Same difference. They were like a they were like a pop duo that went on X Factor when they were young, like years ago. It was like a brother and sister. Sound familiar, but no. That were the vibes I got. <laughs> Lannister vibes. Yeah, that's what it, that's what the Von Wallenbergs always remind me of. Same difference. Um, but yeah, I think both endings are great. But how did you score that? Oh, easily 10 9 to Step Brothers. Did you? Oh, you know, why mix them, man? You can't beat that. Like, and I, I do, I, I love Blades of Glory, but it's just like, it's a standard ending. I do love when he's like, he comes in dead fucking icy and wet. Oh, no, he slides, glides down on the fucking wire and he's kicking people with his blades as he's going. And he like jumps up and he's fully dressed. Brilliant. And the uh, Iron Lotus at the end, great. But it's pretty much a standard. Ending. I mean, it does end really weird with them winning and then them blasting off into. Why fun- not? <laughs> <laughs> fucking. And the, 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 the when he's stood at the top of the crowd and he's chanting that Katie's not a whore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that uh, the Van Mordenberg's got um, caught by the mascot with a fucking crossbow in his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? No, you can't beat the Catalina Wire mixer. Like, you've got all, like you say, all the fantasies with like. Dale is a centaur and they're just speaking a fucking different language <laughs> just like a mythical language they got the lumberjack uh like i say you got adam scott um oh, derek's like memory of him being a him being a kid and uh it's all fucking like all set to um time to say goodbye not like the english version either like the original language which i wish i knew probably italian um, but, yeah, I think I think I saw something that the original is in Italian, but he was singing a Spanish version. Spanish version. Oh yeah, he does. He does. He is fluent in Spanish. Um, that makes sense. And then every every now and again, you get uh, Dale shouting boats and hoes, <laughs> which we'll be coming up to in the soundtrack. By the way, yeah, yeah best soundtrack yeah. category coming up. <laughs> boats and hoes. But yeah, it's it's all fucking brilliant. And like when you got the the therapist being like, uh, "I'm only here because he told me he was going to kill himself or whatever," and, and um, they all just like innate, they're all just like ignoring it and being like, "Oh, she's lovely." And, yeah. You know. yeah, I think Nancy the mum's yeah. like, "Oh, I see you playing hard to get." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not health rush. And then you have Brennan and uh, Derek like trying to hug, and they just, it fucking gets me every time. Like they go to hug, and then he like pulls him in, and then does a really slow punch to the to the ribs, just because they just can't do it. It's fucking amazing. And then you've got um, uh, Dale breaking up with Derek's wife, who just fucking starts screaming. It's Played wonderfully by Catherine Horn, by the way. Yeah. Like, I was so shocked when I, when I realised years later that that's the same woman as Agatha. I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. But top tier. No else say that. I mean, any any film that can end its big climax with opera, drums, a bit of boats and her rapping, and uh, some fantasy sequences all tied together in one when he fucking sings like at the end and it breaks, it smashes the helicopter ice sculpture. <laughs> yeah. I went 10, nine in favor of step brothers as well. One of the things that tied it up for me is just how fucking funny the Billy Joel H's tribute band was. When he gets kicked out because that guy keeps requesting that song and he starts swearing at him and he starts to fuck off with his trash wife or something like that. I can't remember his exact words. He gets dragged off because of it and Dale goes up alone and does the, the drums 
and he's getting booed before Brendan steps up and does the song. It's so fucking funny. And although, like oh, I said, yeah. like, they start singing, they start chanting, uh, Dow has a mangina. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, has, Brendan has to get up and do the song. Um, but yeah, I think the stuff with Richard Jenkins' character, Robert, and the whole, when he used to be the dinosaur, and you see him like telling that story and acting out, that's so fucking funny. Um, the whole thing is funny. I love, I was, you know, one of my favorite things, I can't believe I almost forgot it, is I can't remember the name of the actor. It's Rob something, and he plays Gilthorpe in Modern Family, and he's Derek's friend, and he's talking oh, to Brendan. Pow! Yeah, he's, he's talking to Brendan, he's like, it's a good job, but your face. <laughs> I just want to rearrange your face. And he's like, you need to change that face, but I change it for you. And Brendan's like, I'll, 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 take, I'll take the advice. I'll, uh... <laughs> he's like, grab that face. It's like, so fucking funny. <laughs> I love that actor. I think he's so funny. Yeah, the cat little man is like pow. Like everything that guy does is just fucking brilliant. I think it's um Derek's birthday when they get up to do the speech and he's like, Do you want me to shut this down? <laughs> like that guy is just brilliant. And I think that sort of stuff is what ties is what pushes it over for me because I think the Blades of Glory ending is funny. And um yeah, the stuff when he shouts Katie's not a whore. <laughs> And he has to like ride down and hit everyone and he gets on the ice and they do the, the dance and um reversing the roles for the animals. It is good. And when uh, he's like on the stretcher and he's like, Yeah, just just get him through the crotch, it's easy access because she's an attractive woman. It is really funny, but yeah, it is just like it does feel like a by the numbers ending. Fucking nurse that's got like a really low button shirt, like yeah, yeah she's got cleavage out and he's you. Not the cleavage eye. It's so it's so over the top and so unrealistic, but it's funny as hell. So we let it off. Like uh, when they're having dinner at Step Brothers and Derek tries talking and he's like uh, Robert cuts him off because he's listening to Dale and Brennan. And like uh, it's sing- the thing is about our karaoke business. If you can't get if you can't sing, don't get up. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. It is, it's so good. It is so good. That whole bit with the Chewbacca masks is so funny as well. It's, it's okay, why is that movie quality? Oh, the real fucking when he, and then the fucking we have the after credit scene where they beat the shit out of a load of children. Yeah, yeah, which is special, which That's is great because you can see him like it's like shot like there's kids running up to him and then it shoot cuts to the back of him and they're clearly fucking adults. <laughs> yeah, that that was a satisfying scene. I love that. I like that they brought that back after the earlier scene. Um, but yeah, that ending's just fucking great, isn't it? It's a great ending to a great film. Tell me now, did you touch my drum kit? No, I was watching Cops. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, man. I'm going to put my nutsack on your drum kit. <laughs> That's so good. Um, right, well, well, we'll talk about the main characters next then. We'll start with Will Ferrell, because obviously he's a main in both movies, and it's we, like we said, we, we picked these two films because it's Will Ferrell and someone else starring alongside him in both. Um, so we've got two different versions of Will Ferrell here. We've got Brennan Huff, the oversized man-child who lived at home and is essentially just really like immature and hasn't aged one bit and he just pisses about um, and he's quite spoiled. Um, but you've got him against um, Chaz Michael Michaels, who's this like sex addict, ice figure skater and quite like quite the opposite like he's quite got a bravado about him um boy about the ice figure skating world yeah yeah like i said he's the ice devouring sex tornado apparently that's what they call him um both are very different characters but they are it's weird because they're so different but also they both feel like 
proper mm. Will Ferrell roles. Like he thrives at both. And I love both. But I went 10 9 in favour of Chaz Michael Michaels because I think he's fucking one of the funniest movie characters in anything. Like there's not there's almost not a single line that comes out of his mouth which isn't funny. Like he just comes out with the most utter shit. Like the stuff when they first meet him, he's like, Yeah, the night is a dark time for me. <laughs> and he, has, he has that fucking he's got his special brush. Um everything yeah. he does. When he when he, he shotguns in his head. I think. Oh, yeah. oh wait, I think it's J- Jimmy says he wants the be- the top bump. He's like, I already called it in my head. And then when he gets when they go to the car, he's like, oh, shotgun for life. <laughs> like everything that Chad says is just fucking brilliant. The scene when he's getting chased by Strands von Waldenberg and he's on the ice and he looks like he's going to go punch and he just goes like that. <laughs> it's just fucking gold. Everything Chad does is great. Um, Brendan's hilarious. He really is. And I think him and Dale together is a better pairing. Like they bounce off each other so well. But I think. Brendan feels like a character we've seen Will Ferrell play before. Like, I feel like in Daddy's Home, he's kind of a similar character, whereas Chaz Michael Michaels just feels like its own unique thing. So I went 10-9. I don't know if I said that already, but I went 10-9. You did, and we're going to disagree again because I went 10-9 for Brennan because for the exact same reason, there's not a fucking word that comes out of his mouth, his mouth that doesn't make me piss myself. And not even words. The bit where he fucking moves into his apartment and he runs out of toilet paper and he just fucking puts his ass in the sink with the bath mat, with the with the toilet mat, sorry, and he starts fucking wiping. You get, oh, it's so fucking funny. And he's emotionally and everything, everything about him stunted. Um, he's just a fucking child. Uh, like you think he's grown up, but like I said before, like even like he's done all of this to get the parents back together. He even said he was going to kill himself so that he can get his therapist to come to the Catalina wine mixer. Um, everything about him is, but like and Chaz Michael Michaels is fucking brilliant. So this is a if you know, if it's a very close ten nine. I didn't want a ten ten this week. It's a very very close ten nine, but he's so like. <laughs> What I love about Chaz Michael is so fucking over the top. So the bit when he's ice skating as the evil wizard and he's fucking shouting at people and throwing up his mask. Fucking, I don't quite know how he's drinking because the hand's inside the mask, but then it cuts to outside and his arms are doing this. I don't quite know how that works. But fucking Chaz Michael Michael's magic. Um, and he has one quote that I will quote. As much as I can, if I if I can, but I'll uh, I'll save that for the quotes round. Uh, but yeah, Brennan's just fucking hilarious and absolutely everything. And the fact that he's just he's, I mean, I bet I know that's that's how they play him. Um, but he's just a ten year old kid in a forty year old forty year old body. It's brilliant when he gets fucking spanked uh, by Robert. <laughs> His ass is on fire. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's when he's like, I'm, all, I'm just watching the, I'm just watching the lady at the, at the beginning, and he's watching aerobics, and as soon as the doors close, he pulls the trousers down. It is fun. Um, and oh, there's the bit when they got the night vision goggles on, and he's like, uh, you know what, you you can't even notice him. Yeah, he's just like they're not that visible on your face. Not that noticeable, yeah. And you've... <laughs> uh, it's just all the little like. Chaz Michael Michaels is over the top bad boy, and I feel like I, not that Will. I've seen Will Ferrell do it a lot, but it's 
of not the bad boy aspect, but the confidence aspect is very much like Anchorman. Um, whereas Step Brothers is just a fucking idiot. I can't remember Daddy's Home, not gonna lie. Um, but he's just a fucking idiot in this, and that's why. That's what I love about. And it, like I say, he's a child. Like when the bit when he's like, "Can we build bunk beds?" and he's and he's kind of stood there going, "Can does that mean we can?" Like a proper kid would do because they're just waiting for that approval. And Robert's like, "I don't give a fuck." <laughs> uh, so yeah, ten nine to Brennan because I just love how fucking stunted and stupid he is. Yeah, that's fair enough. They're both great characters. Full singer. Yeah, very good singer. The songbird of his generation is what he's been called. When he, when he sings for the first time, he's like, I don't know, I'm just feeling a bit off today and the acoustics in this room. Yeah, and Dale says, you took, a, you took the shape of a unicorn. <laughs> he's brilliant. Brennan is brilliant, but um, so is Chaz. I think they're both just so fucking good. Like, Will Ferrell, he gets like a rap for playing a lot of his character is quite similarly. It's the same sort of criticism like Ryan Reynolds gets, but I feel like it works almost every time. There are a few misses, like Holmes and Watson is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. I and I went to the cinema to watch that. I was so upset. Um, but yeah, for the most part, he almost never misses for me. I just think he's hilarious in everything. So yeah, they're both great characters. This next one, though, the the next like the other main characters in both are very very different and I've got a clear winner here not to spoil it but I've got a clear winner here you've got Dale Dovak who is Brennan's stepbrother son of Robert and he's just again he's another forty year old man child who like Brennan is very immature and he's living at home and he's quite selfish and he's just a bit fucking idiot and you compare him against Jimmy McAvoy who's a sensitive figure skater who's quite in touch with his emotions and a lot a lot of his comedy comes from the way he bounces off Chaz and um, how different they are. How did you score that? I want to know what your clear winner is. Um, I mean, Dale is 100%. I love Jimmy, but Dale is 100% the winner on this one. 10-9, easy. Just right in Oh, oh you want to, was you waiting for me to uh, expand? Right, you scored down so I can tally it up at the end. I'm more, I'm more bothered about what you think the clear winner is. Just so we, just before we get on a fucking tangent, I don't know if we're going to be arguing or agreeing. Uh, I 100, 100, 100% agree. Yeah, it's what? It's a fucking unbelievable. John, John C. Riley is incredible in Step Brothers. I think there's large parts of that movie where I actually think he's funnier than uh, Will Ferrell, which is surprising to say, but I think he's brilliant. Got some fucking great bits. Yeah, I think Dale is just an absolute. Oh, he's a riot! I think he's so funny. Like almost everything he says is hilarious. Um, the stuff with Derek's wife is just fucking comedy gold. Uh, the stuff when Nancy first moves in, he's trying to fucking trying to establish dominance by telling him, like, asking him to make him free when he's got a sandwich, or saying he likes fresh fruit around the chocolate chips in his pancake. Like, everything Dale does is just brilliant. And the way he clashes with Brennan at the beginning, and then eventually the way they team up and just some of the shit they get together is just so good. And Jimmy McElroy is a bit of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's funny, but in the sense that he's funny because Chaz is so different. Like, I think if you just, if Jimmy was just around on his own, that's not that funny a film, whereas you can make a funny film with just Dale. So that was one of my large reasons for it. I think 
with Jimmy, it's opposite opposites attracted. He does have some funny lines, but like none of the more memorable ones are from Jimmy. No. His his is like his appeal is his awkwardness and the fact that he's the is the fucking the punching bag. Whereas, like the bit where they fucking tell him that they're getting divorced and Dale starts fucking going, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> yeah, that's just class. Well, like, again, everything, like, even the small bits when, like, he's, he's just sat there in his Chewbacca mask and <laughs> oh, the fart. Where he lets out the fart. And it just fucking goes on and on. And all the bits at the beginning, like we've already talked about. Um yeah. He's just he's just he's exactly what he's doing exactly what Will Ferrell does, but he does it in such a I don't know how to describe it. It's it's not it's different, but it's very, very different. He's more like Brennan feels like the the kid that Follows the naughty kid, whereas Dale feels like the fucking naughty kid. Like when he, when he fucking goes to bury him alive, <laughs> and then he, uh, oh, they, oh, when they're fighting as well. Oh, it's just they're just so fucking good. The problem is with that film, there's so much that I'm trying to remember all of it, and I can't fucking. Now I'm trying to think about it. I can't think pinpoint my like any of the best moments, but. The bit where he goes to the bathroom and Derek's wife's there, and he's like, uh, "We're having sex," and he's just pushing, it and he's like, "It's fucking, it's his, it's his fucking face when he does it," and he's like so cartoony and so fucking over the top. Yeah, he is. He's brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think we agree on that. Ten nine in favor of Dale. Yeah. Um, speaking on cartoony over the top, we'll uh, move on then to the villains of both movies. <laughs> Fucking awesome across the board here. You've got Derek in Step Brothers, Brennan's brother and Dale's stepbrother, who is a real kiss ass in front of the parents, um, especially to Robert. But when he's like around Brennan and uh, Dale, he's a real wanker. And like some of the shit he comes out would be such like a pretentious, like snobby wanker. Like he's brilliant. Um, Great just... singing voice, though. You what, sorry? Great singing voice. Yeah, oh, fucking unbelievable. That's what I'm, I was about to say. One of the greatest intros to a villain ever when they're singing that in the car. It's fantastic. You've got him against the um, the Von Waldenbergs in Blades of Glory, Strands and Fairchild, just ridiculous names as well. Uh, the two figure skaters who have been America's like darlings in that division for years. And now that Dale, uh, not Dale, now that Charles Michael Michaels and Jimmy McElroy have, have entered, they're kind of like, Turning the their ugly heads, although it was hinted by Katie that they cheated in the past to win, so maybe they've just been cheating all the way through. But um, we see how they deal with this new competition and how they have her spy and then try to disrupt the team and end up being fucking inbreds. <laughs> Weird as fuck. But um, both sets, like both the villains in both films, are so over the top. Um, I, I've got to be honest though, there's only one winner again, and it's my guy Derek. Yeah. Adam Scott as Derek is one of the funniest characters in a movie. I think he's fucking brilliant. Everything that guy does just kills me. The, the intro in the car singing Sweet Child of Mine and the way he berates his wife because her voice is flat. Like, it's absolutely outrageous. Um, and the bit in the house when, even when he's just talking to uh, Ro- um, Robert and he's telling his story and he, 
he's um he forgets where he's at and then he's like oh i've got plenty of stories he's like guilty as charged with the stories like this guy is so annoying like he's so up his own ass but you can't help but think he's brilliant mm-hmm. the tree house as well and he oh, lifted Hard since 2004, and it's clearly not Adam Scott's body. It's just fucking gold. It's so good. He's <laughs> your skin, never mind not being. It's Adam body. And also, he's got that like, body butter on somehow, like it's oiled up. It doesn't even make sense. But he's like such a also of like a toxic masculinity man. Like the bit when he gets in the car and he's shouting Alice, he's like Alice. He's like Dan Cook, pay per view. Let's go. And it's like you're just chatting fucking buzzwords. And he just keeps name dropping random celebrities, and he's like, "Yeah, I was at Chad Michael Murray's." <laughs> it's like, fuck off. He's brilliant, though. He's so funny, and I think the the brother and sister duo, the Van Waldenbergs in Blade to Glory, are really funny. And the stuff when they're like guilt tripping the sister about the parents, and there's a line I think Strand says when he's just sat in the sofa. He's like, "Remember how they used to be alive?" And it's just like, <laughs> I think when I was watching it, I think that's the Grace hates these films. You could, she absolutely hates them. I don't know why, because they're fucking hilarious. But it's the, that's the one line that I saw her laugh at the entire time. Is that you remember when they were alive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And when um, their child potentially talks to the parents, like, "What's that? What's that, Dad?" <laughs> like, just a guilt trip. Katie, bless her. It, it's so. Good. You do the um, when he's like, "Who are you anyway?" And he's like, "JFK." It'll make sense later. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking shows you the routine, and they just like the use of props, and it's kind of fucking and the pill from choking on overdose, and it's so fucking. It's really funny. It is really, really funny. Um, Will Arnett's just fucking gold. Amy Poehler's fucking gold, but they're just Adam so Scott. over. They're so over the top. Adam Scott is a fucking G, though. He's he is like on another level funny. The stuff with the treehouse when he's like confronting him and then he eventually he's like Gordon him and he gets fucking punched it's it's it kills me every single time like even though it's not really his jo- his moments of joking it's still fucking it gets me when maybe gets me is the uh, words of the week it uh, gets me um when the thing is in the background saying pow and Brendan's like hey, is he saying pow or pow and he's and uh, Derek just carries on talking, like carries on like fucking berating Brennan about what how important the Catalina fucking wine mixer is. Um have you seen the deleted scene for that by the way? No. So the guy that keeps doing the pal, there's a deleted scene where he does it that much in that scene, he ends up having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh. it's a deleted scene they had. There was a few that I watched because I used to have the DVD, I don't know what's happened to it now. But there was another one with um Dale and Alice, and they're like, and it's I think it's at Christmas, and they're in like the next room, like having sex, and they accidentally stumble through the door, and everyone sees them, but it's like he's got like bent over, he's pretending like he's giving her the high rate because he's choking, and no one notices. <laughs> oh, brilliant! But um, everything Derek does is great. The stuff when he's uh, talks to the parents about selling the house, then he goes over to. Dale and Brennan is like, oh yeah, he's like, you guys are screwed. I'm gonna make sure you're on the streets. He's like whispering it to him, and then he comes back and the first king is like, okay, it's great talking to you guys. He's like, he puts on that fake voice. Wow, I saw his baby is playing. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and he does the um Brendan has a mangina at school. Uh, let's not let's not forget when he fucking starts showing people around the houses. And you, you got the first one where they dress up as a Nazi and a fucking KKK, and then you got the other one where they pretend like the dead bodies, and after they do that one, he's like, Well played, guys. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's it's that first one, I think, when he's showing the black family and he's trying to sound a bit hip. 
And the dad's like, you don't need to talk like that. He's like, well, let's just start talking to my friends. He's like, because it's fucking not. I don't talk to my friends, homie. <laughs> he says to me like that, yeah. So, I mean, not really a supporting character, so I'm just going to say now. Side note, the uh, the guy when he's showing the family, uh, when he's showing them round, is Phil Lamar, who voices Zoidberg and okay. Bender. Not not Bender, Zoidberg and um, uh, somebody else. I can't remember. Yeah, he's, he talks and you can can hear Zoidberg. Well, I didn't notice that, but I've yeah. never been one on that. So I've not watched too many of that show, to be fair. Um, Sorry, did you go 10-9 in favour of Adam Scott, like Derek as well then? Yeah. I think it was a no-brainer, wasn't it? It was a no-brainer. That guy is fucking absolute gold. When Brennan asked for a job and he's like, let's get a, let's get a pool going. It's just so funny. Everything he does just makes me laugh. Like the stories and stuff. When he's telling the story about the um, the fish and Dale asks how big it was, and then he's like, it's a trophy fish. And the kid's like, what's this guy's deal? <laughs> <laughs> he's brilliant he is brilliant um we'll move on then to the rest of the cast because we've touched on the main two and the villains but both movies have pretty fucking great supporting cast as well like i'll just really run through some of the names in both movies so in step Lovers, you've obviously got like richard jenkins as robert you've got um Catherine hahn as alice you've got i think it's mary is it steinberg who yeah, plays yeah. um yeah, yeah. brennan's mum Nancy, she was obviously known to me for her Batch of the Future free role as Dot Brown's love interest, but um, I can't remember if that's her name. It's Mary something. I know that for a hundred percent. I'm sure it's Mary Steinberg. Yeah, it's something like that. But um, both movies. I mean, you even got like Seth Rogen showing up. Like I said, we touched on him earlier. Yeah. We've got um, the guy that plays Gil in Modern Family as the Catalina Wine Mixer Power Guy. I can't remember his name. Um, but he's brilliant. And then you you, t- you talk about Blades of Glory as well. You've got like Craig T. Robinson. You've got, like we said earlier, the woman from The Office. I can't. I don't know her real name. Um, the woman some, from some Jenna Fisher, I think she's called. Oh, oh, in Blades of Glory, yeah, Jenna Fisher. Yeah, you've got her. You've got Hector, the crazy stalker, who yeah. says he's going to kill Jimmy one day, and he wants to wear his skin oh, to a birthday oh, party. Oh, when he when he tells him the rules, then he walks out and he's like, "I'm still going to kill you one day." Yeah, he's like, "I just want to cut." Cut your skin off and wear it to my birthday. Like, the guy's fucking crazy. You notice at the end on the in the in the final performances wearing Jimmy's peacock costume. Have you seen the end credits throne? He's got the dolls. Yeah. He's like making a talk and stuff, and he's like crying. He's like, Chaz, look after him. <laughs> he's fucking brilliant. Hector's so funny. I also love the idea that Jimmy had all these lawyers go through the rule books and not one of them thought. Don't the pairs skating. <laughs> like it's it took years for one person to think, oh yeah, just don't do it as a single then. Like it's so funny that they pretended he had like lawyers scouring it and no one came up with that. Nobody can obsess like I can, Jimmy. <laughs> but it's when he's in the car, he's like, Jimmy, did you get my blood? <laughs> <laughs> well, does he hook him? He's like, you smell like a winner. <laughs> <laughs> he's brilliant. Um, the dad as well, that adopts Jimmy and then abandons him. That's the guy yeah. from Heat that we were talking about the other week, William Fitchner. Yeah. Strange that I've seen William Fitchner in two films over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, big big Roger Van Zandt from Heat. He shows up. I think both casts are just so fucking funny. Um, you even get a really random Luke Wilson cameo as the yeah. lead sex addicts um, for like groups, which comes out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, they're both awesome. They are both fucking awesome. I did go... Oh, wait, actually, it's you first. I'll let you go first this time. Is it me? 
Yeah, I did Derek first. No, you did. I went Step Brothers. As much as I love the cast of Blades of Glory, I went 10-9 for Step Brothers. Just, you got Seth Rogen in there. You've got, like you say, you've got uh, Nancy and Roberts actors and everything. But Catherine Hahn wins it for me. Single-handedly takes that fucking, takes that win for me. She is so fucking funny in this film. Like when he like when she when she climbs him in the bathroom and all the things she's saying there, fucking brilliant. And when she when they're having Christmas dinner and she uh, shows him the plate and she's uh it says like let's go fuck now or something and the the air is a wedding ring, <laughs> fucking brilliant. And like that bit with Seth Rogen's great. Um, the woman, and I'm not going to talk about it because I really want to talk about it in the quotes. I'm trying to save as many for the quotes round as possible, which luckily is the fucking next round. But the woman who they do the interview with, uh, when he sat behind her, yeah, (laughs) she plays that fuck. I don't know her name, but she plays that fucking role beautifully. She's so fucking aggravated. You've got the pow guy. You've got um, fucking the Billy Joel support group uh, support artist, um, cover band even. Um, The got the kids that make him eat white dog crap. Is yeah. it the one that's like, shut it, essay. <laughs> I'd say Derek's kids, but it's more really his son. Like you said, yeah. when he sings, you could he's a little he's a little fucking you hate him as well immediately. Yeah. Uh, because you could tell he's he a real cocky little arrogant twat. Yeah. And then when he's like, What's this what's this guy's deal? <laughs> that's <laughs> funny that. That is so funny, that bit. But Blades of Glory's got a better, like in terms of cast wise, I think he's better, but uh, Step brothers, they're just funnier. They just, you just want to spend more time with them, like each and every, each and every one of them. And though I will say, what it was never said, it's never said in the film, but the choreograph dancer and the coach are they in a relationship? There's the fucking yeah. Stained, there's got to be some up there. There's a fucking stained glass window in the background that's got um, them two like walking in the sunset with a love heart above their head. Yeah, there's got to be some up there. But the, the coach is funny, um, but not as funny as, like, I don't know, he doesn't... None of the supporting characters, like, even... The best supporting character in Blades of Glory is not as good as the worst supporting character in Step Brothers to me. Unfortunately, sorry, Jenna Fisher, I love you, but... And, like we say, <laughs> but... Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, like not, I said earlier... Not as good as the... You ever been? You are. Her in that film is just peak attractiveness. Like I think it's unbelievable. Not as hot as the um, the counselor when he's a lumberjack and he rips the fucking suit off her in one go. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think apart from the villains, the Von Waldenbergs, and obviously Jimmy and Chaz, not many other people in that cast really get the chance to be that funny. Obviously Hector does. Hector's just got some fucking great. Yeah, Hector's, Hector's the only one that could match any of Step Brothers' yeah. like level of quality. I think. Yeah, he's great, but I went ten nine in favor of Step Brothers as well because, like you said, Catherine Hahn just fucking kills it, and um, I love my fucking guy, the Catalina Wine Mixer Powell guy. I, I wish I knew his name. I know his first name in real life is Roll, and I can't remember his last name, so I'm just going with the Catalina Wine Mixer guy, but he's. He is so so funny. Um, everything like, like like I said, the stuff he does with Brennan when he's talking about how much he hates his face 
and he needs to change it before he changes it for him and stuff like that. He's just really fucking funny. The Rob kid Riggle. is what's that? Rob Riggle. Rob, Rob Riggle. I knew it was I knew it was Rob. Rob Riggle, yeah. He's he is brilliant. He's brilliant in every I think he's another one though that he kind of plays the same character in everything he does, but it makes me laugh every single time. Yeah. Like in Modern Family, he's brilliant. Um He's appeared on Impractical Jokers a few times, and he's great on that. I just, I think he's like so funny. But oh shit, I forgot that uh, Ken Young was in it. Oh yeah, he he um, he yeah. hires him at the end, doesn't he? The catering company. Yeah, the catering company. Yeah, he's great. Um, Seth Rogen's just random cameo when he's when he says the suits, the tuxedos are messed up because he can smell onions oh, and ketchup. Like at first, when he's like. Um, uh, I like it. It's ironic. It's like taking it to the man, and then there's like now nah, when he's tasting the fun, he's like, "No, nah, I'm thinking about it. the suits are a little messed." Yeah, he says I can taste it, onions and ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that cast is great. The kids making them eat white dog crap, funny as hell. Um, the Derek son is just an utter wanker, but he's played very effectively, and I think. Not Nancy's funny, but I think Robert is fucking hilarious. Like some of the shit he comes out with when um when he's spanking Brennan, <laughs> it's just fucking gold. It's just everything he does, like when he's like, You wrecked my fucking boat, you goons. <laughs> I like I've already said it once, but it's when when they're like asking if he can make bunk beds and he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I know that's a TikTok thing at the moment, but I fucking uh, I love it. Yeah, and, and Nancy's like, you can. Uh, Brennan puts my f- uh, bag in the freezer when he sleepwalks, and he's like, look in the oven, and it's all the fucking pillows. Yeah, he's like couch pillows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant. Um, the line when Dale's like, "We're men. We like to ship the door open. We talk about pussy. We eat. We make beef jerky. Jerky. We go on riverwalk gambling trips." And then Robert's like, "We have literally never done any of those things." <laughs> I like how he is more fed up with them. Whereas the mum's obviously very sympathetic and she finds it hard to like put a foot down. Whereas he's just like, fuck you guys, you're both idiots. I think it's so funny. When uh, when Derek's talking to him and he's like infecting with his arseholiness and he starts talking to Nancy about like quite harshly and stuff. Yeah, he's like, cheers the record. (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. Um, but we need to we need to get to it now because I went 10-9 in favour of step with us as well. So Here we've we both done that. Here we go. It's time to talk about the quotes because as far as movies we've done so far, I think these might be two with the very, very, very best quotes. I think these are just fucking phenomenal. I think the only film that might rival the quotes of this film that we've done potentially would be when we did South Park. <laughs> yeah, South Park was good. South Park was good. Um but yeah, we've got we've got plenty here, so we might as well just fucking dive straight into. It. We'll just list, we'll go through some. Right, I made notes. <laughs> go on then. I'll let the, you one that, the one that I keep talking, uh, the one that I keep talking about that I said from Step, uh, not Step Brothers, Blades of Gloria that I've used. It's really hard to do it, but if you can fit it in a conversation, it's good. Uh, I see you still like a fifteen-year-old girl, but not hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's gold. That one is gold. Chaz is <laughs> fucking funny as hell. Um, well, the best Chaz line in the entire film, and this is one that I said earlier. It's a little. It's a very quick line, and it's when he comes back from his date with um, the Van Waldenberg girl. 
um, when Jimmy comes back from the date the next day and he walks up to Jimmy and he's like, uh, did you carve up the ice with your wiener? Yeah, I like everything. That, to be fair, you could go through every single line that Chaz has got. I love when he's like, um, what's the um, the quote that he says at the end when they got on the ice? I can't remember the quote. He says, let's let's do something. And Jimmy's like, oh, that sounds good. Where'd you get that? He's like, I've no idea. It's on the boat. Oh, yeah. Embrace the dream. That was it. He's, let's do that. And he's like, that's so good. Where'd you get that? He's like, I've no idea came to me um the at the beginning when after the fight is like are you an official here because you're officially giving me a boner <laughs> and, uh, and near the end when um oh, oh what is it near the end when they're doing like a press conference and um some woman speaking chinese and he goes no that's in the other room <laughs> and then jimmy just started speaking and he's like <laughs> yeah i like that one i also like um oh shit it's just gone out of my head I had one, but it's gone. Oh, well, that's I did that last week. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what it is? You're getting old, mate. When you get yeah. to my age... I can imagine, yeah. Oh, somebody pointed out today that I'm going to be 35 next year. Within within the next year, and it's very fucking upsetting. Yeah, that's grim. It is. Luckily, I'm very clearly glow, grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely at your age. We, uh, we definitely need to do a Star Wars episode soon so I can wear one of these the entire episode. And I'll do it. I'll get like one of them tiny little mics and sellotape it inside. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, back to the courts before we get distracted too much. Um, what else have you got written down for Blades of Glory? They're the, they're the ones that I got written down for Blades of Glory um, because after that, I got a bit tired. <laughs> I've, got a fit, I I've, got, I've got a few more for I've got a few more for Step Brothers. But um, like you said, uh, she's not a whore. Yeah, that one's good. Katie's not a whore. Or when he, um, when they both get banned and Jimmy gives that really nice speech about, I hope you guys can see your forgiveness. And Chaz comes in with a magazine. It's like front cover. Chaz Michael Michaels is figure skating. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Everything um, he does is just brilliant. I think when um, the first when that guy tries to guide them to the podium at the very first one, is at the very beginning, he's like, I act alone. He's like, I'm a lone wolf. And he gives when he's talking to Jimmy, he's like, I hope you brought your silver polish, McAvoy, because that was gold. <laughs> oh, what's the, he, I can't remember exactly what he says. I really wish I could now. He's talking about the tattoos. Oh, fuck. Oh, I can't remember. He's talking about like uh, one of the girls, and he like talks about how like he was too much for her or something. I can't remember what it was, but it had me creasing. And um I can't remember the exact lines, but the moment in the sex addict meeting when he's that girl's like, if him and that girl are kind of egging each other on, and he's like, yeah, well, this happened, and then nothing happened, and she's like, oh, and then, and then he's like, until the receptionist came in, like, half naked, and then that Luke Wilson's kind of like, Charles, don't make me ask you to leave again. <laughs> when he's walking up to uh, Katie's room and he's, like, reciting the sex addict's um, thing, and it's like, masturbation's the best defence or something. <laughs> Sounds masturbation is the best defense. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's not the line, but I think it's like sometimes masturbation is the best option or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. But sorry, Blades of Glory, you got fucking no chance against the fucking big dog, which is obviously a 10 9 to Step Brothers because we got when they're fucking laying in bed and he's like, This is a house of learned doctors. And he's like, You're not a doctor, you're a curly headed fuck. <laughs> You big fat curly headed fuck. <laughs> yeah, that line fucking kills me. That line is so good. Like everything they do in that bedroom when he's like, um, 
But he's like, yeah, we said we're going to take Ted's banging the questionable word that I can't use anymore. Um, he said, we're going to take well, Ted's banging the R. And he's like, who's that? Is that you? Now, y'all say that. <laughs> it's like, I can't just, when you fall asleep, I'm going to uh, punch you straight in the face. He's like, I'm going to fill my pillow with bars of soap and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> when they, um, it's really fucking, again, it's a really quick one. And um, Nancy wakes him up and he's like, I'll kill you, Leonard, I'll kill you, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Yeah, and then I think Dale's like, the clown had no penis. So yeah. What kind of are you guys having? What kind of are you guys having? Yeah, that's good. And when the, uh, Derek first shows up and they're in the uh, treehouse looking at the retro porn magazine, it's like, and then I think Dale says, it's like masturbating in the time machine. That's literally the next one I had written down. <laughs> I love that one. I do love that one. But it's even when Derek clowns up, he's like, you want to punch me in the face, but you won't. So why don't you punch me in the fucking face? And um, you think he looks at Dan's like, what are you looking at, Kimasabi? <laughs> <laughs> I want to roll you up. Uh, oh, what's the name? Catherine Hans. Uh, I want to roll you up in a little bar and st- ball and stick you in my vagina. It's like every tickle and scratch. It's just you. I can't, I can't remember it all. He just carries on. He just lived there. And every time. <laughs> it's like, it's cosy. <laughs> yeah, well, when um, Dale punches Derek and he falls out of the tree and Brendan's like, Hey Derek, you know what held that shoulder pain? He's like, what is that? If you lick my butthole. It's <laughs> such a fucking childish insult. Is it when they're having, I can't remember when when it is. I've written it down. Is it when they're having sex when he says, I feel like lightning bolt hit the tip of my penis? <laughs> I don't know if that's when they're having sex, whether it's what he says after he hears Brendan sing for the first time. Yeah, it is. When they're having sex, he's like, I feel all tingly. <laughs> but that stuff with Brendan, that first showdown when they're um sat at the table and he's like how good is like I've been called the songbird of my generation by people that have heard me that good and then um, Dale sings that song he's like oh I can sing too he's like if you are to get down on these hairy balls then why don't you jump right in <laughs> oh. a little short though because I think then Bren- Brennan's like oh that's true I remember when I had my first beer and then Dale yeah. says oh that's so funny last time I laughed after that I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur and Brennan cries <laughs> when uh, when Robert's uh, losing his shit and he's like, "You're embarrassing yourself, you geriatric fuck." <laughs> he's Geri- like, "You geriatric fuck is something I use all the time." Yeah, all that class. Um, I also love when um, hands off my mother. She's a saint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take your livers by your hands off my mother. My mother's a saint. If anybody mentions like does a mum joke to me, that is what I'll say. Like you, t- you. You'd stop talking about my mother. She's the same fucking yeah. every single time. That he's, is great. He's obviously the classics of um, when he's like, um, there's no TV. And he's like, but it's short week. Again, he's always says like, this house is a fucking prison. I'm playing bullshit in Galaxy. This sucks camel dicks. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And I like it when they first tell him they're moving out as well. And they're like, um, we've got to go to therapy. He's selling the house. There's like there's someone else, and I can't remember what the third thing is. And Brandon's like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> he's like, "I got a, a belly full of white dark crap in me, and I laid this shit on me." <laughs> oh, he's, not, he's doing it like in a dead serious tone. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, when he's in the car at the beginning, and he's like, um, "I'll drop that motherfucker." Yeah, he's like, "Robert Ben, not getting my face. I'll drop that motherfucker." <laughs> he's like, "Where did where did he go, Colin?" She's like, "John Hopkins." Is that good enough? He's like, "No, it's not." I smoke pot with Johnny Hopkins. She's like, you don't know Johnny Hopkins. He's like, it's Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Ketter and we were blazing that shit up every day. <laughs> the um, the woman, when they're doing the back-to-back interviews, when they he sat behind him and she's talking, and there's like the Pam in the pan. He's yeah. saying, 
Is that with a D? <laughs> and then every time she tries to speak, it's like, show your face. Shut your face. That's so good. It is so good. Oh, maybe I should start doing that. Shut up. Shut your face. I'll tell you one that I still use all the time now, and it's whenever I rearrange furniture, and it's there's so much room for activities. Yeah. Making my head spin all the activities we can do. Every time. Early, it was late last year, about this time last year, when uh, at work we redid the team room and like we moved stuff about and there was like a little bit more space in there. I just remember being like coming in and looking at like so much more room for activities. Every time I move the office around, I move the desks around. It's yeah, it's just the perfect fucking quote. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. And I love when um the first people and friends and he shows them the samurai sword signed by Randy Jackson. He's like, well I, I was only carrying the samurai so you're not gonna not get Randy Jackson's autograph. <laughs> oh man. There's so, so many. The um the one that I put in the video, like what's your favorite dinosaur? And Velociraptor. Um, what's yeah. your favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to? Things like good housekeeping. He's like, if you were if you were a chick, what's the one dude you'd sleep with? And it was say John Stamos. And then the one that I feel like everybody uses, and it's definitely become like a TikTok sound, is did we just become best friends? Yeah, that, that one has been used a lot, but it's good. It is good. I think it's all great. I love it. I love it all. Um, it's a film I can quote forever. Like, I could spend so much time just talking through some of those quotes. It's so, so funny. Like, it's deep competition, but I went 10-9 in favour of that as well, because I do think Blades of has got some great, great quotes, but Step Brothers, it just... There's too many to ever rule against it. Like I said, I think in terms of movies that we've done, for me, I think this movie has got the most quotes. And I think there's not many movies that I've watched and enjoy where I can quote to the level I can quote this. Like, it's just, it fucking kills me every single time. Not even quotes, but just sometimes the sounds they're making. When they're fucking sleepwalking, the sounds they're making is so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I like as well... Um when he's sat on the sofa, he's like, he's, just been drunk. he's like, why are you all sweaty? He's like, from watching Cops. And then he goes, he goes and says, he comes back, I like, touch my drumstick. Oh man, he's like, I know you touch my drumstick, it's got a chip in it. He's like, you sound insane. And then he gets to his own ego, he's like, I'm going to put my nutsack on your drumstick. <laughs> and he's like, when he's rubbing his bollocks on, he's like, man, he's playing Moby Dick for real. <laughs> and they have the fight outside and I think um, shortly afterwards, Nancy's like, I heard my son well, yet rape at the top of his look. He's like, I honestly well, thought I was going to get raped for a second. He's like, he had this crazy look in his eye. He said, let's get it on. And Dale's like, I was talking about the fan. I'm so not a raper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, fucking brilliant. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's 10 9 to uh, Step Brothers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it is. It has to be. Um, I, I, I love the Blades of Glory quotes like we said we, we did say some great ones um, obviously the one that got taken and put in the Can You S Jay-Z song which name I can't repeat um, with the we just get to one song one song only and he's like um, Humps by the Black Eyed Peas he's like what you gonna do with all that Humps <laughs> it's so good so mm-hmm. good I love yeah. both though um, one's clearly the winner yeah it has to be because like I said, while Blades Go has got some great quotes, they come from a couple of people where Step Brothers got quotes from everyone. Like yeah. so many different characters in that film have unbelievable quotes. You've got Dale, Brennan, you've got um Rod uh, Robert, Derek, um, Rob Riggle, Catherine Hahn, 
one Even the kids, moment. what's this guy's deal is a fucking brilliant line. The one little moment in Blades of Glory that I really like, so small moment that I really fucking love is when he sanitizes his hand and is like, Skittle. <laughs> it's just make, like, it's so fucking weird. Yeah, it is. Um, I do like the dad in the beginning that he's got some funny lines when the first, um, when Jimmy wins the ties, we charge for the gold and he goes up to Craig T. I was like, You're fine. He's like, I got you a gold medal. He went, You got me half a gold medal. If I wanted to share, I'd have bought my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What does he say at the He's like, We had a good run, uh, 22 years or something. He's like, But it's time for a fresh start. I'm unadopting you. I think, uh, I think the official, I think the correct term is disowning. <laughs> And he's like, pulls it over, he's like, it's like a band-aid, just pull it off, get out. <laughs> it's so good. I, I I do like it a lot. But yeah, Step Brothers is just, it, it takes the cake. It's hard not to go with that when some of the lines from everyone are just fucking absolute gold. Um, so next one, we move on to the soundtrack then. Because both movies have got quite a decent soundtrack. In Step Brothers, there's obviously the opening song, which is... Um, a punk vampire weekend, which is great. It's a great way to open the film. No, that's the opening one. That's that. Oh, 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 oh. oh that was beautiful. That's what yeah. I do. Most Mike Brennan, I'm singing in front of you for the first time. You got to like something. I thought it was the ending, but no, I think that's the beginning. They might have played it again at the end, but it's at the beginning. And then you've got um, "You Make My Dreams Come True." Great song. That is a great song. You've got Brennan singing um, the Spanish version of Time to Say Goodbye. Which is the opening song in... In Blaze of Glory, but in English. Because Grace loves that song, and she watched me watch the end of Step Brothers, and she was like, I can't believe we're fucking doing this this song. I This is fucking ridiculous. What, are the, what is the point of that kind of thing? And then I put Blaze of Glory, like I finished Step Brothers... <laughs> Let's play on Blades of Glory straight away. And then she was like, <laughs> he started playing and she went, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's funny that it's in both. Um, but yeah, that's great. You've you got... The soundtrack on vinyl. Nice. <laughs> this is where my addiction becomes a problem. I'm a like, I, need, but I want it. If Boats and Hoses is on it, I'm fucking spending any kind yeah, of That's it. Both of those. the beginning. So what's at the end then? Can't remember. I know you But um, yeah, Bolton Hall is incredible. It, it technically the song's not in the film, but they sing uh, out of mine, which is great. It's the impression that I get by the Mighty Mighty Boss tones at the end. Uh, what a fucking song. Yeah, you've got a few great ones in that. Like Bolton Hall's just fucking unbelievable. And Step um Blades has got a few good ones as well that they skate to. Like you've got, like you said, time to say goodbye at the beginning. You've got um don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, by Aerosmith, which is one of my favourite movie songs ever in Armageddon. I think it's fucking great, so I'll, I'll never... You're going to try and find a way for us to do Armageddon, are you? No, I don't know what that compared to. Um, Impact. I've never seen that one. It's basically the same thing. What everybody, what everybody compared them to back in the day. But only one of them's got Bruce Willis in and Ben Affleck, so I know it's your win. Um, but it's also got like the Flash song at the end. What does he... Oh, what? yeah, the stroke by Billy Squire that Charles performs, like, yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning. Um, so, yeah, there are some great songs. But how did you I... score that, then? It's hard. 
because they're both great, but I scored one only one of them, like I said before, has got a Spanish rendition of <laughs> Time to Say Goodbye, mixed, remixed with Boats and Hose, a prestige worldwide original. Yeah. There was a time there was a time, and it was about the time I was working in spoons. Uh, my latter and you worked in spoons. Yeah, yeah, you was working in spoons. Yeah, well, I won't talk about I won't talk about where I currently work because I still work there. I've talked shit about spoons all I like. I like the job, my job now. I talk shit all day long to the to my old job. But it was like in the latter years, and it's when I used to like do a few more shifts in the kitchen, and I, whenever I put the music on, and there was a time where boats and hose was on Spotify. So I used to play that all the fucking time. Like it'd, be, it'd go from like, you know me, my music tastes are very eclectic. It'd go from like ACDC to Green Day uh, to Boats and Hose to Michael Bolton. It'd be fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, Boats and Hose is a great song. It is. That's, and you know, Boats and Hose is, is alone is enough for me to give this Step Brothers 10-9. But you've got, like I said, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, which is a great song. You've got A-Punk at the beginning. Um, great way to open it. Yeah. Um, you don't really need much else. I can't remember the other songs that are in it. There's, a, there's one Te- earlier. Like I said, technically, Sweet Child of Mine isn't in it, but Derek oh, sings yeah. it that good that it yeah. fucking counts. Yeah. You've agree. got Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, yeah. You've got the, uh, the pirate musical song. <laughs> It's just brilliant. I love I love it. You've got the what's that song called where it's like who it's like at Christmas and it's like who gets the fairly Bible that oh, yeah, country. Yeah. yeah. It's a fucking good soundtrack. And like Blades of Glory's one's good. Like some of the songs they skate to are awesome. Flash, yeah. great one. Yeah, don't want to miss yeah. things great. And I love when they fall out and Chaz rings Jim and it's like 5 a.m. and he's singing it down the phone. And that's something I still do to this day. If me and Eleanor are in the car because she loves Blades of Glory as well. If we're in the car and we're listening to Don't Want to Miss a Thing, we'll both say it because I miss you, Jimmy, at some point. We will always, always, always say that. Um, it happens every time. I think it's so funny when he does that. Um, it's great, but it doesn't have balls and holes, which is enough for me. You're forgetting the Black Eyed Peas. They've got the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Which I think we've used in the... Yeah, I used that in the video for um, uh, to announce this the, that we're doing Blades of Glory. It's such a fucking funny scene. Yeah, they're, they're, they are funny. Um, but, yeah, nothing, nothing compares to... Um, um, I fucking hell. Time to say goodbye with the drums. Yeah. But yeah, the, again, it's like solo at the end. Him singing that song is so important to the movie as well. So it, that elevates it alone because he's, he's fucking good as well. I like the uh, sweet child of mine bit when he's singing. It's like my name's Derek and I can sing high. Yeah, he's like trying to save it with a solo. Bow wow, I'm Derek. <laughs> And I can sing hi. I'm like, I whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, it's too, it's too close, Cal. We might get a copyright strike on this. Yeah, true. With my voice and all, but I think as well at the beginning when he tells his son to go, and his son's like to kick it off, and he looks so smug with himself because he is a good singer. Uh, and then Alice comes in, the poor woman, and she's flat, so flat. She where where would you say? Because uh, I miss you, Jimmy. If I'm ever listening to Sweet Child of Mine, when it gets to that bit, I will in my head or out loud go, "She's got a smile." <laughs> Flat, flat, <laughs> so flat. You don't even look good while you're singing. He's like fifteen, fifteen hundred dollars a week, and I get this. 
Sort of. I don't think you look, you don't even look good when you're singing. And she's just sat there like <laughs> miserable, bless her. It is good though. It is brilliant. Oh. That stuff, I do love it a lot. Boats and Halls is just fucking. It's special. There was, time, there was a time when I had time to say goodbye on the soundtrack, and I'd make sure I played it immediately after Boats and Halls. <laughs> it's great. They are both great. Um, also, it's technically not really a song, but Dale's singing at the table and he's like, if you want to get down on these hairy balls, then why don't you jump right in? It's a crotch party. Like that that stuff is fucking funny. And it's technically a song, so I'm counting it on the soundtrack. Agreed. Fair enough. So that's 10-9 again. So we're on the last category now then, which is the legacy of both movies and how they've held up. Um, this one's a very, very straightforward and easy one for me because I think Step Brothers has been regarded as maybe Will Ferrell's greatest ever comedy. It's one of those, it, it's definitely up there and a lot of people really, really, really like this one and it's still fondly remembered and it's it's one of those that people talk about all the time. But like I said at the top of the episode, Blades of Glory has gone largely underrated in the years since it came out, I think, and not as many people like it or revisit it or have even watched it at all. Uh, I don't know if that's because it's like, it's not even on like Netflix or Amazon or anything like that, whereas Step Brothers is. Um, so it's not as available, but it's just not quite as um like yeah, it's not it's not as well regarded and it's not remembered as fondly. So I went 10-9 in favor of Step Brothers. Yeah, I agree. I think like I said, Blaze of Glory, you take away the rose tint and the glasses, it's not that great of a movie. It's a bit kind of not it's a comedy on the cheap, and it's just one of those um we'll get two actors that are funny right now and we'll put them together in a situation and it was happening a lot of the time where his stepbrothers like you say is genuinely like it still holds up it's still fucking hilarious it's it's well regarded as one of will ferrell's best movies like that and anchorman is pretty much tied i, I would say i mean for me eurovision and talladega nights as well but stepbrothers is it's a it's a it's a strange four-way tie for me with will ferrell um but yeah, I mean, really, really simple. Like everybody knows Step Brothers. Everybody has heard at least one quote. Everybody's seen at least one clip. Everybody knows at least one joke. Whereas Blades of Glory, like I had to explain to her, like Grace what it was, and she knows film. Uh, like she knew it was the ice skating one, but then she was like, "Oh no, that's not the one I'm thinking of," because she thought it was somebody else. So, like, I just think it's not got as much like because it's. I don't think it did very well when it came out either, and it was in that era when it was like just these were coming out non-stop. Loads of these times the film were coming out non-stop. So, yeah, unfortunately, even though Blades of Glory is great and I love it, got to go to Step Brothers on that one. Yeah, I agree. And um, it's weird how it all adds up because, like I said, going in, I didn't... I love both movies and I think they're both great. But I'm looking at the scores here and we've actually got a landslide in favour of Step Brothers, which wins... 196 to 183. That could be one of our biggest ever results, which is strange because they're both like quite, like I quite rate them, not too dissimilarly. Like it's not, the gap's not too big, but when you break it down into the categories, it kind of opens up, um, yeah. which is really surprising. But yeah, it's this is probably one of the, maybe the most one sided we've ever done. I don't know, you were pretty fucking one-sided when it came to Back to the Future, and I was pretty fucking one-sided when it came to Conjuring versus Insidious. Yeah, that's true, actually. But I was we were both quite one-sided here. Like, I think yeah. I went 
the first few with Blades Glory, but then I think I went everything after that was Step Brothers, and I think you did one for Blades Glory, and then everything after was Step Brothers. So we, <laughs> kind of, we both kind of fucking <laughs> got dominated in the end. Yeah, uh, it's probably fair though. Like I yeah. said, there's a reason Step Brothers has been remembered so well. Whereas, yeah, I think going in, I kind of knew Step Brothers. It's the better film. It's the funnier film. I knew it was going to win. Yeah. Uh, probably should have put it up against Talladega Nights and I probably would have struggled more. I've but, never seen that one. You've not seen Talladega Nights? No, never. It's basically stepbrothers, but instead of 40-year-old idiots who are acting like children, it's um, like trailer trash. It's John C. Riley and... Um, Will Ferrell playing like trailer trash NASCAR drivers. Fucking brilliant. If I cancel, like, we, we're going to watch a film tonight, we'll cancel that and we'll just uh, we'll just watch uh, Talladega Nights instead. Yeah, I'm not sure that'd go down with Big Bernie boy. <laughs> that might upset him. Um going to watch a great film tonight. We are. Great film. I can't wait to watch it. Um, but yeah, that brings um, another showdown to an end then. Step with us wins by a landslide. Um, do we have next week's episode sorted already? No. No, I didn't think we did. We're doing a good job at the moment where we leave it until the very last minute. Yeah, we're doing a fantastic job. It makes me planning out stuff. Really, it makes it really easy for me. Yeah, me too. Like, uh... shit. <laughs> oh, no, we, we, I mentioned an idea yesterday and you were like, that sounds good, but we need to like nail the films down. We know what the last film and the when, films are at the end of the month. If we're still if we're still gonna do that. I can't remember already, so you'll have to remind me. Okay, okay. Uh right, do you know it's not good when I've got the worst memory. I feel like I've got the worst memory out of anybody that I know. It's not good when you can't fucking remember. My memory's anything. terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> I'm like I'm so clumsy that over like the years I've like doing something and I'll accidentally bang my head and I'm I'm putting it down to that. Like I have lost I've lost a lot of brain cells from the amount of damage my, my head's taken. Just like, like even just like when I used to work um, with you and I'd be like emptying the ice machine and the flap would bang me on the head and it'd do it like four or five times and I'd be staggering about afterwards. Even I went to get a, when I went to Portugal last month um, or the month before with Eleanor and we got on a plane and I moved to let someone through and I just banged my head on like the overhead bit in front of everyone. And I was like, Oh shit! Because you can't let like, it fall back, and if you just got to stand there, just like head fucking rattling, it's like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, my memory is shot to bits. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe you, maybe you can take that one. Yeah. Um, my memory is terrible because of all the important things I've got in there, like background characters in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's mine. I don't remember anything that anyone ever tells me or any plans I've made. But if you want to talk to me about the Intercontinental Champion on WWE Monday Night Raw in 1994, we can fucking talk for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Or if you ask me a Blackburn Rovers player that made four appearances in 2005, I could probably give you his life story. So you gave two examples that I care fuck all about. Yeah, because I'm macho and I like me sports like wrestling. I'm macho. I've got six lightsabers and three Mandalorian helmets. I don't know what's ma- what's not macho about that. Yeah, very true. Very true. You got how many Mandalorian helmets? Three. Got three Mandalorian ones, six sabers, and then I've got an X-wing pilot helmet up here. You know, too much fucking stuff, mate. If I'm being perfectly honest. Whose lightsabers you got? Uh, Luke's. 
Oh, it's, oh, it is hard. Yeah, I can't really tell from here. Luke's blue one. Mace yeah. Wind's purple one. Ray's yellow one from End of that Thingy. Darth Vader's Luke's green one. And then, oh, for fuck's sake, which way? No, this way. That's the one from the video game, just laid across. Ah, uh, yeah. Horizontal there. What, from Fallen Order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But I bet it cost a fortune, didn't it? That space there is reserved for the Darksaber when it finally gets, when I finally get my grubby little mitts on it. Yeah, but that's cost a fortune. But that bit, when we just did there, would be great for our Spotify listeners that can't see fuck all. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, we, we just looked at some lightsabers if anyone probably doesn't give a shit anyway, so... Probably not, but if you do want to see a very blurry image that you can't really tell, head over to YouTube at the Cinematch Podcast. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's been another episode. Then our information's underneath. If you want to find us anywhere else on X or Letterbox, I am seven films away from averaging one a year, one a day for the year three six five. I think uh, I've started my Christmas watching all now. Oh, fucked it then, haven't we? I've started my Christmas watch. I've watched like five Christmas films already. I'm on 91 films for the year that haven't been logged in letterbox before. Mm. So I've definitely watched loads more, but I, I'm only counting ones that haven't been logged on letterbox. So yeah. 91's not bad. No, it's not. Not 91 new things. I've just watched 358 fucking <laughs> random shit. Back um, to the Future's like four times. 120 of them are Back to the Future. <laughs> But no, Christmas watches on the go. Watch like five, six Christmas films already, including some terrible Netflix ones. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they're all, you're going to be seeing plenty of them. I can't wait till Hallmark ones start popping up. Great. Over there soon. The two star classics. Do you know what? I was thinking, should we do like a shitty Hallmark episode over Christmas? But then I thought to myself, no, because then I'd have to fucking watch them. <laughs> <laughs> fucking not. <laughs> No, we've got some excellent ideas for the Christmas month floor. We've got you, some good. I'm friends. leaving Christmas to you. Christmas is all on you. Good. I've got some fucking great ideas. Great. So many Christmas movies that I can't wait to do. Um, but yeah, that brings this episode to an end. Then, guys, if you did like the video, then like it. Quite literally, like it. Um, yeah. Subscribe to the channel as well if you want. If you are listening on any of the audio feeds for the podcast on like Apple Music or Amazon Podcasts and that sort of thing, feel free to subscribe on there or head over to the YouTube channel if you want um, at the Cinewax Podcast. We are on social media as well, on Instagram at Cinewax Pod where Nathan shares all the cool teases for the episodes, which I have no part in because they'd look a lot worse if I did. Um, we're also on Facebook and X as well at the Cinematch Pod again, I think. Facebook's the Cinematch Podcast, and I think it's at Cinematch Pod on X and Instagram. So slowly, feel free to head over there. I'm slowly creating a, a look for us. We went dots for the first a couple of weeks ago. And I didn't like that. Now we're on scratches, and then the next big move will be to get rid of the yellow. <laughs> yeah. Well, just wait till Christmas, mate. It's all jolly. Can't fucking... oh, Christmas, I'll be mad. Like, we know how much I had fun with Halloween. Wait till we get fucking Christmas. I can't wait. I'm fucking hyped as hell. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching then, guys. And we will be yeah. back at the same time next week. Just, yeah, before it, I uh, was out the other day, just a quick aside, well, as we're talking about Instagram and Facebook and whatever, um, I was, we was out the other day having lunch because it was Grace's dad's birthday. And I don't know how, but I'd never mentioned, because I don't go around talking about being in a podcast and only being in a podcast. I've actually got a live. Um, but I've got a live working at... Uh, 
see uh, the lovely cinema. Yeah, um, it's stressful, but I love it. Um, no, my life outside of work, where I just read Star Wars stuff and only consume Star Wars media. Anyway, I mentioned I did a podcast, and he was like, "You do a podcast?" I'm like, yeah, I talk about films. And he was like, "Who do you do that with?" When somebody who's worked with a friend of mine, and he went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Frank!" Well, I that's, think we're, that's wishful thinking. We're okay, <laughs> colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> and uh sorry right, i don't need to cry um and he was like all oh, right where can you find that and the next thing i know he subscribed to it, like uh was on apple music on instagram and on facebook i love to see it can you it all i'll listen to you in car right? i don't know there's a few f's and jeff's yeah not not with my language jesus <laughs> sometimes i forget my own mother listens to this sometimes and my language is a choice because i don't actually swear in front of my mum if I do, I apologise immediately. But when she listens to this, she, she must hear me swim more than she's ever heard in my entire life. Because I have quite the potty mouth. Terrible son. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not true. I'm an <laughs> angelic son. She's blessed. Blessed. But yeah, tidbit aside, thanks for watching, guys, slash listening. And we shall see you at the same time next week. So peace out. This is a podcast of learned doctors. <laughs> <laughs>